Coming up, are you trying to figure out which analytics tools to use? Well, I've got the managing director at AppsFlyer to talk all about app analytics. You'll discover how to jumpstart your marketing campaigns, how to find the best converting keywords for your Apple search ads, and how to balance long-term growth with short-term revenues. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. From marketing analytics to omni-channel campaigns to marketing automation, CleverTap is the all-in-one solution to help you retain your users for life. Learn more at clevertap.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, and this is the podcast that you come to when you want action-packed content related to the app business. I talk to some amazing entrepreneurs, founders, growth people in the space to really learn from them so that we can all collectively grow our businesses. And today I've got a phenomenal guest. You've heard about them. You talk. We, I hear them all the time and I'm super excited to be talking to him all the way in Berlin. His name is Ben Yeager. He is the managing director of... <laughs> I tried, man. And Nordic. So all the German speaking countries out there and the Nordics at AppFlyer. In early 2016, he opened up AppFlyer's then 10th global office in Berlin, Germany. We're going to talk about how you can use their analytics, what kind of tra- metrics you should be focused on, especially in the early, early days, and how Ben opened up this office and grew his particular team. But without further ado, let me introduce the guest. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here and talking to you. Ben, I get this question all the time. So I want to hear from, you know, the horse's mouth, so to speak. But it's like, what analytics tools should I use? What analytics tools should I use? You know, like, how do you like differentiate AppsFlyer from all the other tools out there too? That's a a great question. Um, Probably one that you get often. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, And we are... As a, as a business, we try to be unbiased, but when I come to this kind of question, obviously there's a bias um, because I will, um, I will ad- advise um, to some extent that you, when you are thinking about an app business, um, and today the way the app market has developed, uh, where the competition is fierce, there's millions of different apps out there and everyone is um, fighting for the attention of, of, of the end users. Uh, today, it's not good enough anymore just to launch an app and hope for the best because likelihood is you won't be discovered. So you need to think uh, about a marketing strategy and how do you get this, your app in the hands of users um, and how do you get them to return to your app? Uh, most likely, your app uh, is not good. Is, is not a one-off uh, use uh, because then it probably shouldn't be an app. Um, so you want returning users, and the big question is how do you do that? Um, and app marketing is the answer 
which um, which involves uh, both paid as well as unpaid um, strategies and campaigns and tactics. Um, and, and given that, uh, that you will put time, money, um, and, and, and generally effort into uh, app marketing, I would highly recommend that you use a tool that helps you understand and make sense of um, the return um, of the investment that you're putting into these marketing campaigns. But what I'm saying is a tool like AppsFlyer allows you um, to understand what a specific um, campaign costs you and what the return on this investment is. Um, and the cost may be zero for a uh, email marketing campaign if you have that email database, um, and, but the return might be greater than zero. And the, the, just understand um, or blog posts or whatever it may be um, versus a Facebook campaign. Um, and just to, to get an understanding of all, all your efforts that you, that you put in there to, to uh, acquire users and keep them engaged, uh, th this is uh, Im impossible um, or very difficult, but most likely impossible to do without a tool like um, AppsFlyer that basically serves your marketing um, team, or if you do it yourself, it serves you in your marketing efforts by um, providing the data points to understand uh, what um, campaign, what, which user can be attributed to which campaign and to which marketing effort, and, and therefore um, put your data and put your money where your data is essentially, right. where so your data is pointing you to. So you can figure out as a app developer or a marketer, you can figure out, hey, are Facebook campaigns driving the best like retention rates, the best conversion rates versus Google versus TV versus email? Those are the type of things that you can reveal for us. Absolutely. And also much more granular, you, you most likely will be running multiple campaigns on each of these um, media sources. Um, and different channels, and, and you will want to understand which one is doing best, and then you can go and understand why and, and uh, invest more in those that are working and, and stop those that aren't working for you. And this is what AppsFly allows you to do. Are there any, like, for the beginners out there who are coming, let's say you're talking to you know, I get these all the time, Ben. I'm a first-time app developer. I've raised some money. So they have money to spend, right? That's key. And they want to think about like analytics. Are there any recommendations or best practices that you always give that first-time app developer with a little bit of a budget? Um, yes. So, so I, I think don't spend money without being able to understand the effect of... of um, the, the budget that is being spent. So, the, so this is, um, like I mentioned, it, it, it is a biased view, but I do believe that I would hold this even if I were to leave uh, one day this, this wonderful company that I'm working for, um, because it just does make sense. Um, and then um, start small and scale. Um, work your way up uh, and, and don't uh, 
splash everything uh, in the first month, but but try and um, grow um, with 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 the channels that are working and and you. Some people might like might not like hearing it, but right. um, starting with Facebook is often a very good and safe way to to to, to get going um, in this uh, app marketing field. The do you, why why Ben? Because I think because a lot of times, tools, yeah, sorry, not not with Facebook, but like why start small. A lot of times I might hear people who are, I have grand visions. No, this is going to be huge, Ben. Like, trust me, it's, you've never seen anything like this before. It's going to be huge. And my goal is to try to get, you know, 100,000 users in, in month one. I don't want to start I think that's, Yeah, I, I think that's uh, wonderful. And we, we, need, we need that passion. Otherwise, we wouldn't get anything going. Um, so, so don't let anyone tell you that that's not true, but um, prove it uh, to yourself. And if you, if you go out there and, and blow your money in, in month one, um, it, it may work exactly as you said. You might have the right product um, to serve those people, um, but you might not. Um, and, and, and therefore, just the, the, the sensible approach is... Um, scale slowly um, or maybe maybe fast but start small and then learn and iterate and 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 go on um, doing that and if you have a certain budget then you want to have the ability to be to to iterate um, because it is a continuous uh, learning experience and you will probably need to make changes uh, not only to your um, campaigns but also to the app itself and and so uh, allowing for this iterative process and, and continuous improvement um, with a limited budget means that you you need to spread it um, and, and that's why I'm saying that yeah but if it. you yeah go on. I know the bigger companies do this all the time they spend a little bit they test it out in some of these other countries and then they figure out like oh what is a ROI look like? What's the retention? What's the lifetime value look like? And they'll spend a good amount of money like, and then kind of figure it out. And if it doesn't work, then kind of kill it. Start all over again. <laughs> hey, Ben, the, the thing I want to talk to you about is from a tracking perspective, these are a couple of questions that I get from the audience all the time. Are you guys able to track like organic downloads versus just the paid side of the downloads too? Yeah, so the, let's talk uh, terminology. So I think the, the prevailing terms that are in the market are non-organic versus organic. Um, and and there's, there's a question there, what do, what do they actually mean? And I think um, the, the, probably when it comes to attribution companies and, and mobile app marketing, um, the there needs to be an understanding that organic means non-attributed. So if there is no way to determine where a specific um, user has come from, that would be classed as organic um, or not attributed essentially. And everyone else where the specific um, source can be uh, determined, those would be non-organics. So it's not, 
the, the line is not drawn um, paid versus not paid because I can run a, a, a marketing um, campaign, which is email marketing, or I can uh, put a link uh, on a blog post of mine, um, which is non-paid, uh, and, 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 and those users would be attributed to this specific um, source, be it um, an email or be it a specific blog, and, and, and they would be attributed, and therefore they would be classed as non-organic. So th this is how, how we define it within the industry. The, the names are not perfectly uh, descriptive. So I think it's important to think about, to, to, um, to get that understanding first. Great distinction. Now, what, I guess when I'm referring to organic, I'm actually per referring to like search downloads. So like keywords, things that are coming through, just people searching for specific keywords and coming and downloading that. Are you guys able to track that? So there are um, Apple search ads um, campaigns, for example, that we are able to uh, attribute to a specific keyword search. Um, however, if it wasn't, uh, and, and, and there it is actually paid versus non-paid. Um, so in, in that case, if you just go into um, the Apple App Store and, and, down, and, and search for uh, a, specific, a specific keyword, uh, which is not, um, and, and there's no ad running against that, and the user just clicks on, on one of the results that is not an ad, uh, downloads the app, we will not be able to attribute it okay. there. Um, but in the case where it is an ad, and it is a search uh, keyword-related ad, then we are able to attribute that's actually my next question, Ben, where we, I've been, we've been trying to look for a tool that allowed you to do this, where you can track Apple search ads. So down, like people figuring out like, okay, which keywords the most profitable for me? So you guys can help with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And is it an easy integration or is it just having the SDK? And then, because within search ads, like there's no way to tell you that, Hey, use the app flyer link. You, you kind of just have to have the SDK installed. Is that, is it just that simple? Exactly. It's, it's um, with, with, with some of our partners, so, so the way AppSlyer is able to attribute is um, twofold. Uh, there's, there needs to be the AppSlyer SDK in, um, integrated, and then we have uh, partnerships with the likes of Apple, so Apple search ads, with Facebook, with Google, with uh, Tencent social ads in China, and, and many, many thousand more. We have more than 4,000 partnerships um, today. Uh, but a lot of them uh, are uh, we, where we have a, a direct API connection uh, without tracking links uh, that you just described. Apple search ads is one of them, um, and, and others where you, are, where you need to use our um, tracking links. But there's two ways uh, for us to, to do that. Um, but the, the essential, the, the the most important part is uh, integrating our SDK. Nice. Is there anything else you want to talk about from the analytics set of point before we move on to growing that team in Berlin and you opening up that office? Anything you want to mention that I might have missed? Um, so I mentioned earlier that, that thinking about and, and having, before you spend money, make sure that you have uh, an uh, attribution uh, tool in place to understand 
the value of the money that you're spending. Um, the, by the way, the cost uh, to do that is relatively small. It should be a fraction of the cost um, that you're spending to acquire users. So uh, think about it maybe in terms of uh, adding a few cents to understand whether the dollar that I spent was a good dollar that I spent or not. Um, that's kind of the philosophy that you, or the, the thinking that you have to have uh, around that. Um, but then when it comes, to the, the, that's just one part of the equation. Uh, the other part is how do I um, make sure that users come back and, and having, uh, taking, thinking seriously about retention um, from the beginning is an important part, uh, I believe, in, in, an app, in any app business. Um, so whether it is uh, push messages or um, other, other ways of communicating and, and engaging with users uh, is, is crucial uh, for, for success um, in, in this very competitive landscape. Yeah, I love that. All right, so let's talk about this. When you opened up the Berlin office, what was your approach and strategy to you know go after this market? Because were you guys already? I mean, I'm assuming that AppsFlyer was already well known as a brand, and so like, what was your approach in trying to get more app marketers on board? Yeah, uh, so surprisingly, we we weren't that well known. So, and and if we were known, then it was as some exotic uh, company that was doing app marketing as well here in Germany. Um, so, so that is, uh, we, we did have uh, a few um, companies, that, German companies that we were working with already. Um, and, and the main reason for us opening this office was actually um, to serve those clients better. That's, that was our main motivation. And, and this is the approach we actually took in all other markets um, as well. So, the, the way we went about it is that um, I was fortunate enough to, to be um, given the, the responsibility of opening the office and, and I brought along um, a, a customer success manager as well as a technical support engineer. So we didn't have, um, like other, other, other companies think about approaching a new market with, with a sales focus. Focus in, in, in AppsFlyer, we are very much um, customer service oriented and, and, and product and R&D, um, and sales always comes uh, much, much later. And, and, and the way we believe, um, we, we, the reason why we are successful is, is because the app ecosystem is a sm relatively small industry and there's a lot of word of mouth. So if you are able to satisfy and um, even wow and impress your, your uh, client base, then you will, you will be successful. They will recommend you to others. Um, they talk, they um, change jobs, um, and they will want to, want to take you with you as their um, tool of choice and, and, and source of truth, uh, which AppSlyer is for many of of our clients and, and this strategy um, really worked well uh, for us yeah i know you think about growth from a long-term perspective how do you balance opening up a new office and a new you know like division 
kind of, I don't know if that's the right word for division, but how do you balance between making sure it's sort of profitable and also having that long-term view? Because I struggle with this, Ben, and I guess this section is more like therapy for me, but like, I want to educate everybody that I talk to and make sure, but then I also have to balance the fact that, hey, I have a business to run and I have to close some clients too. So how do you balance that between the two? Yeah. Um, so, so our... Uh, uh, we, we, you you think about long term and short term. I, 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 my problem is that we were in a very fortunate position um, to have a relatively uh, scalable business. So, so SaaS is extremely um, yeah scalable in the sense that you can uh, serve many clients with. Uh, relatively um, few people. Uh, so the cost base can be lower relative to the revenue that, that, that you can generate. And it, it's amazing, actually, like we managed to be profitable within uh, year one um, and, and have like more than triple digit growth year after year. Um, so so it's, it's a bit unfair because <laughs> because I didn't have to, I didn't really have to think about that uh, with AppSplyer with so much. Um, but I, I think if you don't, if you don't, if you take the short-term approach, and, and I know you need to do that in the beginning because it's about survival, um, but if you don't have one or a small eye on, on, on long-term uh, vision and where you want to be, you, uh, you you will make the wrong decisions that you will have you, you will pay for um, double triple in the long run yeah. um, and, and so I, I can't stress long term thinking uh, enough. It's pretty crazy. Like I I literally got phone calls to my office because I leave my phone number on my website and it took me a while to get there, but people like. Two people called that. I just randomly picked up the phone like, hey, I just saw your YouTube video on apps or optimization. Like, I want to talk to you and kind of work together. And it's just like, it's crazy because these were videos I created maybe two, three, four years ago. And it's finally, you know, really picking up. And it is sort of that long-term vision that it does work. You just have to sort of figure out what the right balance is for you and get driving that short-term revenue to get to that ultimate long-term growth where you know, it's all pretty much automatic where people will end up finding you. You're so right about like this being such a small ecosystem and everyone really talking to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that is, those are tough decisions. And I think you need to, um, you, you, long term means, uh, suffering in the short term. It's, it's, it's just, that is the sad truth about, um, thinking long term, but going through uh, pain in, in, in the short term will, will just compound in, 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 in the long term. And yes, there needs to be a balance because survival, otherwise you don't get to, to, to enjoy long term, but really um, focusing on, on what the vision is, uh, what, what your vision is, 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 is crucial. Um, I, I believe. Knowing what you know now, Ben, anything you would have done differently? Um, that's, yeah. I, I, I think we, 
we did uh, we we learned a lot about um, what events to attend and and maybe we spread ourselves too thinly um, at times and and I think the hindsight is beautiful is <laughs> really lovely in the sense that you things are so clear uh, looking back but but at, at that time we we just didn't know um, how to go about it um, and, and where to be and we wanted to be everywhere because as I said Abstai wasn't really known and we needed to get our name out there and, and and we were really proud of what we could show and everyone we actually showed our product to was really impressed so we wanted to do that as much as possible but there were times where we lacked focus and I think um, thinking about what you're doing um, and, and focusing uh, a bit more, that, that is something that, uh, looking back, I, I would have um, advised my, my, my younger self. Um, but it's much easier to say now uh, with, with the knowledge that I have rather than how it felt at the time. When you say focus, like focus on what though? How would you know what to focus on? Um, so, so the, the, what I mean by that is that you that you often uh, make make decisions on the fly and, and, and things that you you're, you're trying to grow and, and you're running and, and you're not taking the time to actually uh, in, in this business maybe look at the data uh, take take a step back analyze and try and go about it strategically rather than um, run, run around um, and, and, and trying to get results. Uh, being sometimes taking your foot off, off, off the gas and, and taking a step uh, back, getting, a, uh, getting an understanding of what it is that could work before you, before you try and do everything. Um, so, so you only have so many hours in a day, and the, the more you try and pack in there, uh, is, is uh, you, you're just going to uh, spread yourself thin, and that is something that I think you, you kind of avoid. And, and what it is exactly um, for your business is something that um, only only you can know. And I think, uh, but thinking about that and then maybe focusing on on three things rather than ten. Uh, is is probably the better approach. Yeah, I think it's almost like we all have a very similar first year story. I want to do a different podcasts like of people like just talking about your first year, you know, in business. Yeah. And it's like I tried to do so much, and it wasn't until like maybe the fifteenth month, the mark where. I took a step back. I actually went to an event that was a very small event. We talked about our businesses, and I started talking about what wasn't working and how to improve it. And then it made me think about what was working and then like focusing on what was working and that was it. And then like killing everything else and just focus on that. And then boom, like the business like absolutely exploded after that because yeah. I was doing so much. And then I didn't take a step back and think like, well, what's actually working right now? And yeah. you know, like, can I make this work? Cause it is survival. Like I, am I going to be able to survive? Yes. And I think a lot of it is about thinking about the things that you shouldn't be doing because there's so many things that you can do. Um, and, and focus means deciding on what to do. And, and, and I think there's many clever people who 
who have fantastic um, uh, quotes about uh, how important it is and, and focus meaning uh, making uh, the tough decisions of, of what uh, to avoid uh, rather than uh, being proud of what everything that you do, you, you should take a lot of pride in, in things that you didn't do, um, which allowed you to focus because there's huge opportunity costs and and saying yes to many things. Yeah, I love it. Well, Ben, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Ben, give us one app we should definitely check out. Oh, okay. So, so, so <laughs> I, um, I, I usually do yeah. a sponsor read, but then, you know, like I'm like, oh, well, we're not going to do sponsor for this episode. And so that's probably why there's a little yeah. bit of talk. <laughs> very, very good. So I, I use loads of apps. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm in this business, and and it, it varies uh, depending on the uh, on somehow seasonality plays a role in, in what what's my, uh, the actually now podcast. My, my my favorite app is my podcast app, Pocket Casts. Uh, is is the one I use. It, it works perfectly on my phone, and it's also connecting to Sonos at home. So I really, uh, I really love that, and I, I, I couldn't live without it um, at the moment. I love that. Any good podcast you're listening to? Um, my favorite podcast uh, at the moment is Knowledge Project from Shane Parrish. I'm not sure if you um, know it, but I highly recommend it. There's a lot of a lot of the things that I'm that, that I alluded to and uh, in no way uh, managed to articulate it in any way, shape, or form, uh, as well as the guests on that podcast. But long-term vision, uh, thinking, uh, focusing, um, and so on. What's it called again? Uh, the Knowledge Project. The Knowledge uh, Project. Oh, I love it. It's it's uh, it really mind-blowing. Highly recommend it. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, so I, I still, I'm still not happy with the way I manage my time. I think there's still a lot, a lot of uh, room for improvement for me. Um, I've tried and, uh, to many different techniques and many different ways. Uh, I'm, I'm currently trying to schedule uh, everything rather than have the to-do list and, and, and trying to um, plan my day uh, the, the night before at least um, and schedule all, all tasks um, in the calendar um, so that I have a dedicated time slot. I think about um, how much time things will take. It, it allows me to say no to certain things because I just won't manage to do them. Um, but I'm still getting working on, on that system. Because it's, uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Is anything has anything worked yet? The the scheduling the night before. What yes, that's, that's really um, re really helpful, um, and it, it it helps you uh, with a with a lot of things. Procrastination is is one that it's uh, kind of eliminating. If you set your mind to doing something, you schedule a time for it, and you stick to it. That's the most difficult part. Uh, because there's so many things that come up, but if you are uh, disciplined and practice every day, then uh, you will get there. 
Love it. Well, the website is Apps Flyer. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. If you have not, they're going to help you with your attribution, your analytics, deep linking, so that when you are running paid ads or you're doing anything, any type of marketing, you can really track where it's coming from, how the users are interacting, where your best users, what channel is going to be the best to get your best users. It is, once again, appsflyer.com. Ben, you want to send the audience anywhere else or connect with you personally as well? Um, I think, I think uh, appsflyer.com is great. If you want to reach out to me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's usually the best way. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. Thank yeah. you, Steve. Thanks, Ben. Ben's name is linked up to his LinkedIn profile. If you want to give him a shout out and say, thank you so much. I've learned so much on the podcast as well. Ben, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. It's, it, it was my pleasure. really appreciate uh, thinking of us. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.